Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast and we have the GOAT, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling, the one and only Steve Fezzik at Fezzik Sports on Twitter. And if you're looking for a place to make your online wagers, head to betonline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% sign-up bonus today. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. I think, Steve, I I am in the negative now. I am in the red. You're up 14 units. I'm down two units. And I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter. I probably shouldn't tell you my social media now that I'm down two units. At Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash at Ross Tucker NFL. I'm trying not to get discouraged, Steve. I had such a great year last year. I want to go back. I don't think, I mean, both of us have always finished in the black, but, you know, last year we were way in the black. I think other years, have either one of us ever finished in the red, Steve? I do not believe that we have, Ross. The pressure is on. I know. And so I want to talk to you about this before we actually get to the games. Talk to me about the psyche of regular gamblers versus professional gamblers when it comes to kind of being on a cold streak or a downturn like, like I am right now. Regular gamblers completely overreact. They either decide to stop betting at all or much worse they decide well this can't continue and they start betting double or triple or five times as much and professional gamblers pretty much they bet two percent of their sports betting bankroll on average per play and one or two bad weekends doesn't really change anything for them got it and that's the key right is that so okay how do you how do you balance not letting it affect you and just looking at each game as its own game versus perhaps learning lessons, learning from mistakes. Cause didn't I like, who was it last year? That I, like, I think the Jags or somebody, I just lost on them every week. Like I, like every week. And I think I also lost betting against the Patriots a bunch last year. 
Well, I think you've got to analyze who you're betting on, what your bets were, what were the closing numbers on the games, and try to assess, hey, am I getting unlucky, or am I making some mistakes specifically with certain teams, and then look to eliminate those mistakes. Let's get to last week and see what mistakes we had. You know, we both took the under on the Patriots-Colts last Thursday, Steve, and we got blown out of the water with that. Was not expecting that as the Patriots put up 38 and the Colts put up 24, so we both lost a unit there. That that was surprising to me on multiple levels. The Colts defense had been playing better than that, and I didn't think the Patriots would give up 24 points to the Colts without T.Y. Hilton. That was stunning. Um, I put a unit on the Ravens laying three. They really, I felt like, laid an egg against the Browns. You leaned Cleveland. I'll give Cleveland credit for the way they played. We both leaned Jacksonville in the Jags-Chiefs game. Good thing we didn't actually place a bet on them. We both leaned Buffalo, and that would have been a good one as the Bills won the game outright. We both leaned Carolina. It's a good thing we did not put any units on that. That would have backfired on us. And then how about me putting a unit on the dang Denver Broncos? I thought, ah, they look good Monday night against the Chiefs. I think they're playing better. They're getting a point and a half. I don't believe in the Jets. They got annihilated, Steve, in what I thought was one of the worst performances of the weekend by the Jets. Yes. And by the Broncos. We've, we've got to question the Broncos and – that defense has been elite for years. When you get run on for over 300 yards at the Jets, a team that can't throw the ball, wow, wowza. You know, I got to ask you, Ross, as a former O lineman, does it sometimes just snowball that you've got the right matchups and schemes that you can just run all day long against the team? How does that happen? Yes, it does. And I was amazed. I remember one time playing the Jets. And they just stayed in the same front. They didn't change anything. And it was like, okay, we know where all these guys are lining up. I remember another game against the Niners. We must have run the same play 12 times in the game. And we were able to, to hook the nose every time and run in the same A-gap each time. And the linebackers were literally yelling at the guy. And he still couldn't fix it. And they didn't swip, swap him out. Nothing. We were like, all right. We kept looking at the coaches like, just keep calling it. Just keep calling it. It was crazy. What about for the, the, the Falcons and Steelers? You put two units on the Steelers. Wow. That, that was a nice bet. You won that one easily. Uh, man, I'm lucky. If you, if you think about last week's bets, Steve, I'm lucky that the Bengals came through for me. I mean, I laid six and a half points with the Bengals for two units. They were down 17 nothing. So I was down 23 and a half to nothing. But I won that two points. That I mean, out of all the bets for me to win, that's kind of crazy. That was not looking good, Steve. Yeah, and Tannehill, when Miami was down 17-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter, he throws a line drive off of one of his old lineman's face masks. Now, I'm not going to say that ball's never been intercepted before, but only when it pops up in the air. It's a line drive back towards Tannehill, and somehow a Bengal D lineman just catches it and runs on into the end zone and then a fumble six later on some uh, very, very, um, or let's look, focus on the positive, positive plays for the Bengals in the fourth quarter there. There you go, Steve. Bastion of positivity. I love it. 
our, our our second best bet. So the under was our first best bet in the Colts Patriots. That backfired. Our second best bet was we both liked the Raiders getting five and a half points because they had home field advantage in LA. And they did. There were definitely more Raiders fans there. The problem is, is the Raiders stink. I mean, I don't know how else to say it, Steve. They do stink. And it sure looked like the Chargers were able to do things to exploit the Raiders, specifically screen passes, dump-off passes. I don't think I've ever seen so many plays where there were like four lead blockers and two defenders, and they were just trampling guys on plays like that. Gruden... Looks like the game, I'm not going to say it's passed him by, but it may take him a year, Ross, to get back up to speed, right? Wasn't good. I put two units on it. You put one. Uh, Then we got Arizona-San Francisco. Thankfully, I put a unit on the Cardinals getting four points. That came through. They won the game by 10. Vikings-Eagles, I put a unit on the over. You passed it. It finished up 23-21. So I missed the over by half a point, and Dan Bailey missed two easy field goals. So thank you, Dan Bailey. You owe me a unit, and you owe our great listeners of the Even Money podcast some money. Uh, The Rams-Seahawks, that was our best bet that came through. That was a good bet by us. Seahawks were getting seven. I put one unit on it. You put two on it. Uh, so that was nice. Then the Sunday nighter, Dallas, Houston. I leaned Houston. You put two units on it. They were laying three, so you pushed at 16-13. And then we both, our final best bet, we both like the Redskins getting a unit. Maybe the Saints are distracted with the Drew Brees stuff. Redskins getting six and a half points. They were pathetic. They got annihilated. Maybe the worst game I've ever seen Alex Smith play. They had dropped coverages galore. I mean, it was it was a bad, bad game. We lost. So we were one of four on our best bet, Steve, which puts us eight out of 15. We're barely above 500 on our best bet so far. For the week, I was down three units. You were up one unit. So for the year... I am now in the red, down two units. You are up 14 units. I am annoyed. I need to just watch a TV show, right? So I don't get a chance to watch that much TV. When I do, though, I like when it's A, somehow football-related, and B, I like when it's inspired by a true story. I like that. And that's exactly what CW has with their incredible new series called All American. It's inspired, like I said, by a true story. It's about... Spencer James, crazy, talented high school football player from the inner city, gets recruited to play in Beverly Hills, and they got an awesome breakout role for up-and-comer Daniel Ezra, shows major chops playing L.A. born and raised Spencer James, especially considering Daniel is a Brit. So L.A., South Central, born and raised, the guy's a Brit playing him. That's interesting. And... It's got all the drama you want. Sports drama, family drama, the drama between the coach and the player. Don't miss the incredible new series, All-American, Wednesdays, only on the CW and the CW app. All right, so that's behind us, though, Steve. All it means in my mind is that 
We are poised for a major, major comeback. By the way, before I forget, I think everybody should know that I do need to give you the word of the day for the Madden contest phrase that pays. And that word is time. T-I-M-E, the word time. So there you go for you Madden winners or you want to be Madden winners That's yet another word in the phrase that pays this week. Steve, let's get to, and and Brian, let's get to the picks this week. All right, Ross, started off as usual. Thursday night football, the Philadelphia Eagles laying three points at the New York Giants, or total 44. Yeah, I don't know what to think. I mean, this is the third straight week I think the Eagles are favored by three points. The third straight week that I think they'll probably get their act together and play well and cover, but I'm not going to do it. I mean, the Giants were pretty valiant against the Panthers on the road. I guess until the Eagles prove to me they can sort out their issues and figure it out, I'm actually going to go the other way. I'm going to put one unit on the Giants getting three points at home. How many units are you going, Ross? One, One unit? unit on the Giants getting three points at home. I was making a bet online while you were speaking. I apologize. I will cease that activity. Uh, I agree with you. I think that the Eagles, this is more based upon reputation. I think that they have a Super Bowl victory hangover. I'm very worried that their defense and the secondary, that they're not going to be able to fix that problem. I'm worried at running back. Ajayi is out. You know, Clement didn't even play last week, and now – They're saying, oh, he's fine with a five-day turnaround. He's going to be at 100% with a groin injury. I would look to the Giants as well. I, too, will put a unit on the Giants plus three best bet. The best bet. On to Sunday, Steve. First one is Arizona. They're at the Minnesota Vikings, and Vikings minus 10.5, 43 the total. 10.5. That is an area code that I just – I should say a zip code – that I don't like to drive through, much less park and hang out in. But uh, I will lean to the Vikings. I think that they have been disappointing. I'm pretty confident Zimmer will be able to fix the defense. I love what I'm seeing from the offense and Thielen and Diggs. And Arizona's win last week was beyond fortunate. They got outgained by 250 yards, plus five in turnovers. Bad team off of a win goes to a premium team. And also... Oftentimes, a double-digit favorite takes the game for granted. Well, we saw what happened when Minnesota did that against Buffalo. They should be focused lean Minnesota. I'm going the other way. I think it's three straight games that the Cardinals have either been right there or have barely lost. I think they're good enough to I mean, have been right there or won like they did last week by double digits. I think they at least keep this one close, and I think they lose the game, but 105 that's a lot. One unit on the Cardinals getting that 10.5 for me. Ross, next up are the Chargers. Uh, minus one at the Cleveland Browns. Total, 45. Well, the Browns have a decent team now. I, I mean, you know, through five games, that much is pretty clear that the Browns are a pretty decent team. Chargers are playing better. I just never really can have that much faith in them, especially on the road. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass this game. But I, I would lean Cleveland, actually, in this game at home. 
I'm going to go a unit on the Browns. It's all about the weather here. I've got a Charger team, obviously, that plays in great weather. And now they've got to go to 48 degrees, chance of light rain showers in that sloppy field on Cleveland. I think that's a huge advantage for the Browns here. And at 10 a.m. start time, get some coffee chargers. Try to wake up in the rain. It's going to be difficult. Cleveland, one unit. Steve, the Chicago Bears laying three at the Miami Dolphins with a total of 41.5. Yeah, I lean to the Dolphins. This line shocks me that the Bears are actually laying three. My big concern with Miami, though, is that they've got the cluster injuries on the O-line. Their center's out. They have a guard out. Tunsil, I don't even know if he's going to play. That showed up with offensive problems against the Bengals last week. I just don't know if I can trust the Dolphins not to turn it over again this week. So just a lean to the Dolphins. Yeah, this is another one I'm going to pass. I, I just don't have – I'm just not there yet with the Bears to lay three points on the road. I'm, I'm just not there. And for the Dolphins, I'm a little bit worried about their offensive line going against the Bears' D-line. I feel like the Dolphins, this thing has the potential kind of spiral out of control, if you will. I do like, though – 41 and a half uh, is already a pretty low number, but man, I don't know. I, I don't know if I really, you think about Cincinnati scored because of those defensive touchdowns. Miami's defense has actually played pretty well. The Bears defense is excellent. I mentioned the Dolphins issues, so I don't really think either team even gets to 20. I'm putting two units on the under 41 and a half. Next up, Ross, the Carolina Panthers at the Washington Redskins. Washington minus one here, and a total 45. So you try not to overreact to one game, but it was the, the last game, and it was on Monday night, so it's a short week for the Redskins. They got annihilated. You know, I'm, I'm curious. You probably look at that, Steve, as, well, now they're coming back after getting embarrassed on national TV. They're playing at home. They'll play a lot better, right? Absolutely. The contrarian in me and just the player motivation. Love betting on a team that got embarrassed in prime time. Yeah, I can see that. I'm, I'm going to pass the game, but I would definitely still lean Carolina getting a point against the Redskins. And I'll lean to the Redskins. I don't like the fact they can't run the ball. AP, they separate his shoulder. No problem. He just goes to the locker room. They pop it back in place. But, um, that the rush stats were horrendous against the Saints and Alex Smith a, a bad game and remember the Saints D is way down this year versus last year that's beyond concerning just a lean Redskins Steve the Indianapolis Colts getting two and a half points at the New York Jets the total again 45 I'll lean to Indianapolis I need three I think I'm going to get three and when it pops up I will bet the Colts at three Andrew Luck's been very good off of a loss and I'm just not buying into the Jets. They played a great game against Denver, and Denver's bad on the road. It was an early start time for Denver. I just don't believe that that's sustainable. I, Darnold will be a good quarterback, but he's not right now. Should be a really close game. Lean to the Colts. Yeah, you're right about probably getting the three. I'm going to put two units on the Colts. I think the Colts are going to win this football game. I just feel like uh, because it's it's their time. They've been close enough. They've been in these games the Jets are kind of an up-and-down bunch. I feel like the Jets are due for another down game. And the Colts, extra time to prepare. 
They had last weekend off after playing on Thursday night. Uh, they were not healthy against the Patriots and still hung tough there. I like the Colts. I am laying two points, and I am keeping those two points on the Colts. Speaking of keeping, you guys know I use Keeps.com. It offers the only two FDA-approved hair loss products. Look, I'm on TV. I'm trying to keep what I got. I already have a little bit of a bald spot in the back, but I'm trying to keep the rest of it so that when I'm on TV, you can see it. So that's what this stuff does. It keeps the hair that you already have. My one recommendation, whether you use Keeps or anything else, start earlier than you think you need to start. You don't actually see balding until it's more than 50% of the hair loss in that area. So I'm just telling you, I've done research on this. So Keeps.com is awesome. Saves you a ton of time. Saves you money, which is really important. And they just send it right to your house. It's the only two FDA approved. One is a pill you take in the morning. The other is a topical. You rub it on your head in the morning and the night. It's no problem. I do it every single day. And you can receive your first month of treatment for free by going to keeps.com slash even money. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash even money. A free month of treatment. Why not try it for a month for free? At keeps.com slash even money keeps hair today hair tomorrow ross let's keep it going with pittsburgh at cincinnati and the Bengals minus two and a half points in this one 53 the total bry you're so clever you're so you're so darn clever i'm going with the steelers in this one and i'm putting a unit on pittsburgh that was their best game of the year by a lot their defense looked a lot better i know the Bengals have been good but the Bengals are pretty fortunate last week against the Dolphins. I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Steelers win this one outright. You know, things between in that in that rivalry have a way of evening themselves out. I, I just I don't picture the Bengals being five and one after this game. I just don't see that happening. I'm putting I don't know what I said earlier, but for, for the Birdman at L Birdman Todd Bergman, I'm putting two units on the Steelers getting that that two and a half. I agree. I, too, will put two units on the Steelers. That Bengal 4-1 start looks very fortunate to me. Coin flip win against Indianapolis to start the season. 30 seconds left. Indy driving. Um, could have gone either way. And the A.J. Green touchdown against Atlanta at the end of the game. Uh, very fortunate. And, of course, the Miami win. Very fortunate. And the most extreme a comparison I can give is Pittsburgh annihilates the Falcons and the Bengals require a fourth-quarter drive to beat those same Falcons. Pittsburgh wins the game two units. The best bet. Next up, Steve, Tampa Bay at these same Atlanta Falcons you were just referencing. Three and a half point. The favorite is Atlanta on this one. Total is 57 and a half. Wow, two teams I really want to bet against. I think uh, Dirk Cutter has a great chance to get fired first in the NFL, although Jason Garrett's giving him some competition lately. Uh, That Tampa Bay start is way in the rearview mirror, but Atlanta, we bet against them every week. The last three weeks I've bet against Atlanta. I don't think I can bet against them this week now that everyone knows that that defense is so terrible reflected in the spread, I pass. Three and a half, yeah, I... I'm going to pass this game as well. I do think the Falcons win. I think it's a close game. I don't know that I want to lay the three and a half, though. 
I don't know what to expect really from the Bucks. I mean, Jameis' first start and coming off of a bye, so I'm just going to pass that game as well. Ross, Seattle and Oakland in London. Seahawks favored by three with a total of 48. I'm putting a unit on the Seahawks. They've played three straight really good games. I think they have a good feel. I'll put two units on the Seahawks laying three. Two. Uh, they, they've been, they played three straight good games. They've figured out who they are. They've figured out Brian Schottenheimer's offense better. And I, I've got no faith in the Raiders whatsoever. Two units on the Seahawks laying the three. I have no faith in the Raider defense at all, and that Seattle defense is not what it once was. I know it's a high total, 48, but you know what? It really isn't because the NFL is averaging 48 points this year in an unprecedented scoring explosion with all of the new rules where it is illegal to tackle now in the NFL. I'm going to go over the 48 two units. All right, Steve. Uh, the Houston Texans, they're at home against the Buffalo Bills. Houston laying eight. No total in this one. Yeah, so Watson is questionable with a chest injury. I certainly expect him to play. He did get banged around, unfortunately, in the game against the Cowboys. And I don't know what Bill O'Brien's doing, kicking all these field goals inside the five-yard line, except when the clock's about to run out at the end of the first half. I would argue he just butchered every one of those decisions. I'll lean Houston, minus eight, even with the Watson problems. Phony win by Buffalo. Very fortunate against Tennessee. I would lean Buffalo getting eight points, but I'm not going to bet on them. I, I, don't, I don't really know what to expect from either one of these teams. It's been inconsistent. I'm trying to think, oh, because of Deshaun Watson's injury, that's why the total is off the, the books right now. Ross, the Rams uh, lay in seven at the Denver Broncos with a total of 52.5. So you would think that the coach says there will be changes, there need to be changes. Rams back-to-back road games. Now they got to go to Denver. I, I, I really dislike laying seven points or more, but I really – you know what? Denver hung tough with the Chiefs. I'll think that they can hang tough with the Rams – I'm going to pass the game, but I would probably actually lean Rams and laying the seven. I'll lean Denver because the Rams, with the injuries to their wide receiver, Cooks and Cup, both with concussions, and I wonder, will they rush those guys back? I mean, they're in cruise control at this point towards home field advantage in the NFL playoffs. So I don't have any faith in Denver, but they're much better at home than on the road. And let's face it, the two best teams in the league are Kansas City and the Rams, and Denver just hung with Kansas City, probably should have beaten them a few weeks ago, and now they're catching seven. Lean Denver. Steve, the Jacksonville Jaguars laying three at the Dallas Cowboys. Total is 40 and a half. You know, a lot of questions about how is Dallas going to react with Jerry Jones questioning Garrett and his play calling. I don't know if that's going to inspire Dallas or if that might be a negative a lot of uncertainty regarding that, so I'm going to pass this game. Curious to hear Ross's thoughts. Well, it's hard to know what to do with Bortles because he's so up and down all the time. But he was down last week, so I think he'll be back up this week. I know Dallas has done some decent things. They've stayed in games. I don't really see them moving the ball very well against the Jags at all. Not at all. I'll put one unit on the Jags laying the three points, but 
That's a strange game. I'm with you. Ross, uh, next up, Baltimore, lane three at the Titans, 41 the total. Another weird game. I, I don't know how the Ravens played the way they did in Cleveland. I'm going to put, I feel about Baltimore at Tennessee, eerily similar to how I feel about Jacksonville at Dallas, putting one unit on the Ravens, laying the three points. I'm going to go the other way. I really think Tennessee is going to win this game. Three units on Tennessee plus three. It's Baltimore's third straight road game, and they played at Pittsburgh, big rivalry. At Cleveland, big rivalry. Very physical games, and now they got to go to the Titans. I know the Titans lost to Buffalo. I watched the entire game. They didn't really lose. Yeah, they lost on the scoreboard, but that's because they dropped a touchdown pass and were minus two in turnovers. Their defense looked great in that game. And let's think about, by comparison, Baltimore was just laying three against Cleveland. Well, the Titans are better than Cleveland, and Baltimore lost to Cleveland. I don't understand the spread. Three units, Tennessee. Sunday night football, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Patriots. New England laying three and a half. The total, 59 and a half. Hate laying three and a half. Really wanted to lay three on New England. But it's a primetime Sunday night game. And frankly, the Kansas City Chiefs have surrendered, I believe, more yards than anybody else in the NFL year to date. Their defense is not good, and their defense is injured as well. Numerous guys on the injury list. And this is just the type of game that Brady and company, for the last 15 years, they always win these games. Um, I would be very surprised if Casey is able to hang in there even with that great offense, New England, one unit. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, should be an awesome game. I tend to think New England is going to dominate the action. I, I just feel like this is a big stage, big moment. I don't know if the Chiefs will be able to rise to the occasion, but they did last year. So I see what you're saying. Uh, the, the Patriots are trying to butter them up to this point. It's kind of hilarious, actually, how much positive they're saying. I'll, put, I'll go the other way. I'm going to put one unit on the Chiefs, though. I wouldn't be shocked if they win the game and they're getting three and a half points. So one unit on the Chiefs. We'll go head-to-head on that one. Ross, let's finish it up. San Francisco at Green Bay Monday Night Football. The Packers laying nine and a half points, 46 and a half the total. So I actually think the Packers, after that game where Mason Crosby missed five field goals, I think the Packers will play much, much better. And I think that they'll probably end up winning the game by double digits, but I'm I'm not going to lay nine and a half points. I'm... I'm passing the game. I guess I would even lean Green Bay, but I'm passing the game. Yeah, Green Bay's got the injuries at wide receiver and now in the secondary as well. I want to bet on the Packers, but um, with that injury report the way it is, I can only lean that way, especially after San Francisco lost to Arizona and somewhat of a phony home loss where they certainly outgained Arizona. It's a pass. That'll do it. And now, now that you guys know what to do, you go to betonline.ag and use the promo code PODCAST1. You get a 50% sign-up bonus today when you do that. PODCAST1 to receive a 50% sign-up bonus. Steve, do you get into uh, Major League Baseball betting at all, playoffs? You know, I don't. What I find, Ross, is that when I'm distracted by too many things, I don't win in anything. I like to specialize in one sport, the NFL, 
And then I've got some trusted experts that I coordinate with and have conference calls on college football. And for me, I don't even know who's left in MLB. I'm kidding. But um, I, I just can't actively handicap it. Got it. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, I feel like – do you feel like people make more money uh, – the pros make more money in college football or NFL? Oh, there's no question. College football is a much, much more profitable sport if you're actively handicapping. And the reason being, Ross, it's rare that you spot an NFL game that's off by more than a point and a half or two points, and you'll see six, seven-point line moves in college football. The advantage of betting on the NFL is that the numbers are so widely available that um, you can oftentimes get reduced vigorous or you can really, frankly, bet whatever you want for the biggest betting syndicates that like the NFL because they can get down up to 100000 a game. Got it. Well, the place to do it is betonline.ag using the promo code PODCAST1. You get that 50% sign-up bonus, whether it's baseball, NFL, or college football. Other than that, Make sure you listen to the Fantasy Feast podcast. You can get some more analysis from Evan Silva, recording that a little bit later today than we normally do. We've already had the College Draft podcast, for those of you that want more information on college football. And good luck. We hope you win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.